Welcome, everyone, to this extremely exciting, but still just moderately interesting podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Mitch. And Mitch, we yep. have our very first ever guest host on this episode. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs, caretakers, and serial killers. Allow us to introduce you to my good friend, Mr. Christopher. Good morning, good afternoon. Good evening and goodbye. Can I call on the other guests really quick? Uh, I guess so. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No, don't, don't! <laughs> I told you we're not doing that! <laughs> I, I, said, I said in the contract when we signed on for 10,000 episodes... That I would not host Beetlejuice and I would not host Bloody Mary. <laughs> we went over this. It's hey. final. <laughs> Alright, I'll tell him to leave. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my lawyer involved on this. This is definitely a breach of contract. Anyways, play the theme song, Mitch. Play the theme song. So... This episode, we're not talking about the normal, it's not normal today, we're not talking about Marvel, we're not talking about the what-ifs, we're not talking about them Avengers, or the Star Wars, Mm-mm. or the other stuff that we talk about normally. We ain't gonna have a Grandpa uh, Joe. There's no Grandpa Joe of the week, mm. but if it was, it would be... The Zodiac Killer. Yes. Hmm. Uh, in case you are not aware uh, we do this thing called the Grandpa Joe of the Week Chris where we uh, dishonorably give somebody the title of Grandpa Joe of the Week because Grandpa Joe sucks yeah he's the worst oh I see yes yeah. yes I would like sense. to follow up on that from last episode really quickly okay I thought he had only been like in bed for maybe probably less than a decade he says that he's been in bed for 20 years He's been what in bed for 20 years. Loser. 20 Man. years he's been laying there. That's 20 too long. years. And he's yeah. just like, hey, Charlie, go get me some chocolate. And I don't know. No, it's like, give me your, go get some tobacco for me. And then, you know, if there's any change left over, you can go buy yourself a candy bar. What a loser. <laughs> you can go buy yourself a candy bar, Charlie. But don't tell your mom that I'm, that I'm sending you on these errands. I've been hoarding change into my pillow. <laughs> under my pillow it's been really annoying because your grandpa tries to grab it with his feet at night because we sleep in the same bed and <laughs> he doesn't cut his toenails he's and got his feet are real cold toes not like normal, Charlie. it's not good charlie it's not good <laughs> all right anyways okay to the but this episode we are talking about my personal favorite serial killer because everybody's got to have a favorite serial killer right Yes. Yeah, yes. Why not? Yeah. And mine is absolutely without a doubt the Zodiac Killer. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. And it just so happens that well, I'm not I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I believe, Chris, that is also your favorite serial killer. Yes, yes, right behind right behind my neighbor. That's right. Your neighbor? What? Ooh, what? what? Yeah, oh. Yeah, what? That's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh does he leave haunting letters in your mailbox at night? Um, only, only if uh, I ask him to. Okay, I mean, 
that just sounds like a nice neighbor at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, my only friend, so, you know. <laughs> well, for those of you who aren't aware, the Zodiac Killer was a serial killer active in the 60s and the 70s uh, in Northern California, although he made of, it seems like it's quite probable that he made his way down south as well. Um, and possibly to New York? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, who knows? I don't know all the answers, mm-hmm. but we're definitely going to go over all of this right now. Uh, starting off with the supposed, potentially, but not probable, first murder, mm-hmm. which was David Faraday and Betty Lou Jensen. You don't you don't see names like that anymore, Betty Lou Jensen. Yeah, no, very. Very 1950s, very... You, uh, yeah, you can tell she was named in the 50s. <laughs> very, very limited beaver. Yeah. Well, why are, well, gosh, beaver, where's Betty Lou Jensen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mom! <laughs> I don't even know. That does, that's not what Leaving with Beaver sounds like, but... Uh, so, Chris. Yes. This one was on uh, December 20th, 1968. Yes, correct. Uh, and this one was in, was this one in Vallejo? I can't remember. Uh, somewhere there about, let's see, is it the Lake Herman Road one? Yeah, that's the Lake Herman Road, Lake Herman Road on the eastern outskirts. I got my handy dandy Zodiac book in front of me. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, Lake Herman Road, you know, one of those, those back roads that, you know. You Lover's know, Lane. Lovers Lane that they you know people drive out to to do uh, to do make uh, out yeah unsavory things like make out and make out murder heavy petting and murder murder yes murder yes. uh <laughs> yeah so uh, David Faraday was seventeen Betty Lou Jensen sixteen uh I believe they went to a dance um. Or like something like that. Um, so they were out. It was a Friday night, you know, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to this lover's lane, and yep. so yeah, uh, lover's lane. Um, yeah, uh, they were shot five times while in this lover's lane mm-hmm. uh, with a twenty-two uh, long rifle uh, pistol. Yes. Uh, let's see, a Winchester Western Super X. Long rifle shells were found at the scene. Hmm. That's not really a not really one that you find very commonly uh, floating around. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been said that the twenty-two is the caliber for the hitman because uh, it gets in there and it ricochets around in your in your organs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not a very loud pistol or you know gunshot either but uh so that might have been part of the reason why he picked that um now this was the one where they both died Mm -hmm. um was this the one where he called the police after he committed the murder or was that the uh other one Right um, yeah, this he called. Yeah, um, 
saying that he uh, he gunned down these two kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he he kills these kids, drives away, and then goes around and then calls the police, uh, saying that two kids have been murdered. And the operator's like, "Oh, what's uh, what's going on here?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm not gonna tell you because I, I killed these kids." Okay, bye. Yeah. Um, apparently, this uh, phone booth that he called from was pretty close to the police station, just down the block. Yeah, it was like like a block and a half or something like that, right? Like two blocks, I think. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. Um. Which, I mean, like, I'm sure, I mean, we're not trying to crack the case right here, but, you know, I think that heavily implies that he has a pretty good knowledge of Vallejo when he's going around driving around at midnight and knows exactly where to go to get to a, from a lover's lane to get to a pay, pay phone, you know? Yeah, exactly. He knows, you know, where to go, where these kids are, you know, usually hang out and mm-hmm. um, especially with, you know, the murders and like subsequent murder um the following year right that, that summer the next summer july 5th 1969 right very close by yeah we get uh darlene farron and mike Majot, mm-hmm. uh who are at blue rock springs and once again they you know, zodiac killer attacks um what i think is kind of weird though and like maybe this is just me but like my understanding is that Blue Lock Springs and uh or David Faraday were uh at uh Lake Herman Road. Like those aren't that far away from each other. Right. Like those are like those are like walking distance close of like where they are. Are you saying um, that so I- Dar- Darlene and the David Faraday Bailey Jensen murders are close. Yes. Yeah. They okay. were very close by. Um, so Chris and I, we grew up together. Um, I mean, that's like, you know, like where we grew up, Chris, it's like, you know, like if somebody got murdered in like a parking lot and then you're like, oh, well, no, you're on the other side of that parking lot. Like I would still be like, eh, we should probably not be here. Some kids were murdered like <laughs> eight months ago, like doing the exact same thing. Right. right, exactly. Like, like that's what's kind of weird about it. Um, because like, yeah, I would have. From what I've been, my understanding is like it is not that far away from each other. Um, yeah, maybe I don't. I, I don't even know how far. Maybe I don't know a couple miles at most. Right. Um, um so this is where things already get pretty interesting with this murder, right? Um, with Darlene. Uh, Darlene was 18 years old, and at this point, she's already been married and divorced, mm-hmm. married again, and yeah. she is out on the 4th of July with Mike Majot, who is not her ex-husband, not her current husband, but who is a 16-year-old guy, um, and they go over to a lover's lane. Darlene um, was only 18? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so like that—that's already like kind of weird. Um, and like at this point, you're probably thinking like, oh, okay, like where's the husband? Where's the ex-husband? Um, but then I guess at the same time, Darlene was well known to have 
I like, you know, I guess, you know, suitors. Um, despite being married, despite being uh, you know, um, I think she had a baby. Yep. A baby. Um, yeah. Um, but like she worked at a diner and like people would come in and to openly flirt with her and she would flirt back. Uh people would come in to request her as her server. Mm-hmm. Um so she was, you know, I mean I'm not if that's how your relationship is, I'm not knocking that or anything like that, but it's you know, at eighteen she's already, you know, kid, divorced, new husband, new boyfriend. Um with a, you know, quite a bit of suitors. Uh but she had a couple of things going on where it's very probable that she knew the Zodiac. Right. Right. Do you want to, do you want to explain that a little more, Chris? Yeah. So following, you know, the murders and stuff, um, some of her friends came forward and said that she was a little spooked by, you know, possibly a a customer at the diner that she worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you know, possibly this customer also showed up at like some housewarming party. If I remember right. correctly, uh, so one of these you know possible suitors, you know, could have been Zodiac, right? And it was a little uh, kind of creeped you know her and her friends out quite a bit, right? And. It may, like maybe it was the same guy that were like that they're referring to. Maybe it's a different guy, but they, she also knew a guy who would go down to Tijuana and bring her things back from Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, and Darlene said that she saw this guy in like Jamaica, I think, kill a person. Um, or at least that's according to the Gray Smith novel or book. Um, Wait, so you're saying that Darlene? She was like, she had someone go down there and get stuff so for had, her, and she saw she this, this man kill she somebody. She had this. She had the suitor, uh-huh. this guy who would like come over and see her and go to the restaurant when she was working and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like he would spot, you know, stop by every now and again and check up on her. Um, and he would bring her back gifts from Tijuana because that's where he would frequent a lot. Was Tijuana? Okay. Um. And according to the Robert Graysmith book, Zodiac, um, which has a whole bunch of problems with it, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just rereading it for this. um, But uh, he, this guy waited at the door, like in his car in front of uh, Darlene's house for hours while Darlene was out um, and dropped off a package to Darlene. Uh, Darlene's housekeeper was kind of like freaked out by this. And Darlene was like, don't tell anybody what you saw. Like, don't bring him up. Like, this is this guy. Um, I saw him in Jamaica and he like in Jamaica, I saw him kill a person. Uh, so well, again, that's, like, a, that's a red flag. Yeah, you would think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> assuming that this is all the same person, it is believed that Zodiac knew Darlene um, possibly had a romantic interest in Darlene. um, But what's for sure happened was after Darlene died, 
Darlene's house and I believe her parents' house got a call on the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, with just deep breathing. Oh. Right. Uh, so Zodiac kills her and then calls, like, her. I think it's like three people he calls, like her house, her family's house, and like a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Or darling sister, maybe. I don't I don't remember exactly. Um when the deep breathing comes into play later too. Right. right. Uh so uh not I just, just a say, Darlene situation. Uh I just want to make a correction right now. I'm looking online. Darlene was twenty two and Mike Maggio was nineteen at the time of the attack. Okay. Um uh, so they were a little older than than what I initially thought. But um it's still young. Yeah. Uh Mike Maggio was shot nine times. Yeah. And Darlene. Not sure how many times Darlene was shot. Yeah. Um and Maggio, he survived. Maggio survives. That's that's kind of the crazy part. Um and it, one of the weird things is that on 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 this night, you know, Fourth of July night, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was reportedly wearing like five four, layers yeah, of clothes. Five, yeah, four or five layers of clothes. Yeah, um, that's odd. He, yeah. he, I think, I think he was like, oh, I was always like a skinny kid, so like I, I just wore them to like make me look bigger. Yeah, self confidence and yeah, which is yeah. weird. And I'm guessing that's kind of a uh, like more of a thing of the era than like it yeah. is now. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine Steve Rogers wearing like five sweaters when he goes out before he got the <laughs> super shirt? <German? laughs> Captain Carter's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> He's like, oh, just... It's like girls stuff yeah, in their bra. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so Mike Mujo died. Or no, excuse me. <laughs> Mike Mujo didn't die. <laughs> uh, so Mike Mujo didn't die, but Darlene did die. Yes. Um, and that's gonna so we see the pattern already with the lovers lane, um both in Vallejo. Um, but this time he, the the male doesn't die, and that's gonna be a pattern we'll see repeated again mm-hmm. um in the near future. Right. Um but obviously with Dar like with Darlene, it, it seems like so I guess let's pause for a second. Do mm-hmm. we do you think, Chris? That Zodiac went out to kill Darlene, or Zodiac went out to kill, and then he realized that he killed Darlene, and that then he went from there. Ooh, um, that's a good question. Yeah, that's really tough to say because um, there's always like there's all this like circumstantial evidence, right? Which is going to be another recurring pattern and theme throughout the Zodiac case. Exactly. Is, you know, yeah. maybe she did know him and, um, but it's, it's, I think if there's ever going to be a break in the case, I think it's going to be through that angle. You think it's going to be that one? The, yeah. the Darlene case? I Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do you say that? Uh, I, I, I believe she knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed this one seemed a little bit more personal than the other murders. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe if like they didn't know each other, maybe it was more of a 
uh, a very casual acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe at the very least. Right. Yeah. Maybe from like high school or something. Something like that, possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it would seem like Zodiac, just from the different, and there, there's a lot of different descriptions that uh, people have given. You know, anywhere from he was 25 to he's 45. Uh, you know, he was 180 to 230. Like, there's always there's always going to be this big range mm-hmm. of of uh, that that people have given. But assuming that on the young he's 25, you know, he would be you know three years older, four years older than Darlene was. Right. Um. But you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think it makes sense that Darlene knew him, especially with all of these supposed suitors that she had and was keeping at bay and stuff like that. Um, you know, is it possible that Zodiac was just kind of a scorn, a scorn lover kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was like, you know, a personal one. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. The, the The weird part is, is Mike Majot survived, which we've established already. <laughs> um, but, Mike Majot, have you like? I'm sure you have, Chris. Like, seen videos of him, like recently. Um, like he seems like an interesting dude. Yeah. At this point, like I, you know, and I don't, I don't know what happened to him between at that point and where he is now. You know, I don't know, you know, if he's just on a lot of drugs and he like fried his brain essentially. Because I don't, because like he doesn't seem completely coherent to me at this point anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, definitely, you know, and that could be a result of, you know, the psychological trauma. Oh, for sure. You know, you um, might have PTSD, post-traumatic stress, you know, like um, survivor's guilt, you know, who, I, you know, I don't know any of that, but I'm sure there's something there, right? Yeah. I can't um, imagine surviving that in like in any scenario and not having that be a lifetime traumatic experience. That you have a hard time getting over. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to turn to drugs, heavy yeah. drinking, things like that to kind of numb the pain. For sure. Um, but like there was a video of him that I was just watching right before we started where he meets with Darlene's sister, you know, years later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he, like he doesn't really give coherent sentence like not coherent but like i don't know like competent sentences right yeah um mm-hmm. like he like she's like do you know who i am and he's like no i have no idea who you are and he's like and she's like well i'm i'm darlene's sister and like he doesn't i don't know it's 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 very weird like he he's like oh um it, it's it's and then for the Zodiac movie that they made in 2007, they, they interviewed him and uh, like, you know, he talks about the sweaters and stuff like that. But again, it's just like this guy who, you know, it doesn't seem like he's, you know, at, you know, that his mental facilities are, are just like there all the way. I don't know if. The question I, that, I have yeah. too about that is how well did he know Darlene? Was it like a little hookup? Like going to make out under the fireworks? Like what's It seems like they knew each other fairly well. He probably yeah. wasn't tight with her family. 
Probably not. I, I mean, I don't know. Considering the fact that she was married to somebody else. Right. It, it the the video that I saw seemed to indicate that this is like, like you know, I was like, oh, they haven't seen each other in decades. So according to that video, they might have known each other at some point. I mean, like, I don't, I don't fault the guy for not recognizing somebody twenty years, thirty years, forty years later. Right. Like, I, I get that, but like, um, I don't know, man. Like, it just, he just doesn't. Some odd about him. I, 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 what do you think, Chris? I know you, you're, uh, you've studied psychology. You, uh, probably know a little more and probably know how to say that a little better than I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just, yeah. In all the recent interviews, he's seems very checked out and mm-hmm. not really there. Um, uh, with the PTSD and everything, he probably gets, you know, lots of, uh, requests for interviews for sure. Um, and honestly, he probably just wants to, yeah, to I mean, point. he probably wants to, yeah, put it all behind be left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah. in like the modern age of true crime podcasts, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he gets so many requests for different stuff. Um, right. but like, even like, you know, like even in like the Zodiac film, you know, I think it's at the end of the Zodiac film, they have, uh, Mike Mojo, like the character, Mike Mojo identifying the zodiac and even then in that movie they portray him as like you know even he's kind of in that you know in the film he's portrayed as being you know kind of like you know not necessarily like a homeless person but he looks dirty he's got like shabby clothes on yeah uh long hair you know Um, he's got the uh, dark circles under his eyes yeah dark circles under his eyes you know um so, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what this guy has gone through since then, but, you know, you know, he may have survived, but the Zodiac probably, you know, it took a lot from him mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's, that's sad to see. And, you know, um, and hopefully he's in some way doing well right now. Yeah. Um, so after, so this was in 1969 mm-hmm. or 19, yeah. 1969, and then this was July, so September 27th. So a little over a month later, we have the Lake Berryessa attack. Yes. Um, and this one is pretty, pretty crazy, pretty intense. This one's pretty um, gruesome. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? Before we get there, I, I, I went a little too far because at this point, Zodiac sent his letter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you want me to find it? I pulled it up right here. Okay, cool. Dear editor, this is the murderer of the two teenagers last Christmas. Christmas with two S's. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Lake Herman and the girl on the 4th of July near the golf course in Vallejo. To prove I killed them, I shall state some facts wherein only I and the police know. Christmas. 1. Brain name of ammo. Super X. 2. 10 shots were fired. Three, the boy was on his back with his feet to the car. Four, the girl was on his right side, feet to the west. Fourth July. One, girl was wearing patterned slacks. Two, the boy was also shot in the knee. Three, brand name of ammo was Western. Uh, I think that's I think that's the whole letter. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, he was part of a cipher. The other two parts of the cipher are being mailed to the editors of the Vallejo Times and San Francisco Examiner. I want you to print the cipher on the front paper page of your paper, and the cipher is my identity. If you do not print the cipher after the afternoon of Fry, 1st Aug, 69, I will go on a kill rampage, Fry night. I will... What is this? I will cause cruise around all weekend, killing lone people in the night. Uh, then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend. And then we get the famous zodiac symbol. The crosshairs. The, yeah. the crosshairs. Uh, so. Right away, we get the, get the, uh, I guess the personality of the Zodiac coming out. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you can already see his, I guess you would call it, um, like ego, his narcissism of like, I want to see this posted. Um, yeah, he's in it for the fame. Yeah, for sure. So, oh man, yeah, it, it's it's funny, like, because I'm looking at a pic, like, I'm looking at a picture of the letter right now when I was reading that, and, like, I am not going to lie, I got, like, a slight chill, like, yeah. reading that. Like, it is, like, surreal, I guess, that this guy um, would go through and do this. Kind of going off topic right now a little bit, but... You know, the handwriting on this is, you know, unique, let's say. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not going to narc on the handwriting too much. I have pretty awful handwriting myself. Um, so this is this is probably just as bad as my handwriting. Um, There's but, a lot to say about that, though. Bad handwriting. Yeah, bad handwriting. I mean... Is this a doctor? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you the Zodiac, Aaron? I am the Zodiac, yes. Oh, <laughs> yep. It's me, the Zodiac. Um, one thing one thing I've always heard about uh, bad handwriting is that like high IQ people have bad handwriting and that they're thinking faster than they can write. Oh, that's, that is definitely not the case with me. I'll be straight up with that. Well, <laughs> no, I'm an idiot, sir, but thank you for trying. Well, we'll, we'll put you aside. We'll, and, uh, we'll, we'll leave that to science, though. <laughs> but, but thinking about the Zodiac, though, like, you can, you can kind of attribute that to him. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, that, that he seems to be definitely... one step ahead. For sure. Um, I want to bring this up real quick because I, I find this theory to be very interesting. I have not, so I follow like the Zodiac subreddit. I go on the Zodiac. Yeah, I know I'm weird because I have the Zodiac subreddit. That's like one of my favorite subreddits on Reddit. Um, and what's that? (laughs) I said nerd. Yep. Uh, I check out ZodiacKiller.com probably once a month, um, and stuff like that. Um, but one thing that again, and uh, Robert Graysmith, you know, dude is good, bad, whatever. Um, but in in his book Zodiac, he he proposes a theory that I haven't seen anybody else really talk about. So I wonder if that means it's just dumb and dispelled already. 
Um, but he talks about in the book how he thinks Zodiac uh, like traced the letters. Um, and like this isn't actually his handwriting. Mm. Um, and like he took pictures of like different signs possibly and stuff like that. And like just had like a like large light that he would shine to to trace the letters. Um, right. And I, I think there might be some truth to that because when you get to the ciphers, the ciphers look insanely uh, like well made. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like his handwriting being so bad, it's like, how did he? Yeah, like it it looks like he had like like graph paper almost and like you know he put them like in each individual box. Uh-huh. Um and when you look at some of the stuff they look very like the P's look very similar uh you know like and like they like and like the R's like the R's look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um so I, like, have you heard this? I know you've read the novel before or the book. I keep calling it a novel. Um, what do you think about that theory, Chris? Uh, I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wait, is that one that you don't you don't believe though? Uh, not necessarily. I don't necessarily believe it. Um, mm-hmm. But I do notice that yeah, his handwriting does you know with this first letter very sloppy. But mm-hmm. with the following letters, it's very like, pristine. Um, uh-huh. He, I, I think it might all be part of his his act. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I mean, and it could be. I mean, the big one too is like, is he ambidextrous? Yeah. Um, you know, handwriting experts say that they can tell the difference when somebody's writing with their hand and their offhand, or when somebody's trying to alter their um handwriting Mm -hmm. uh but it's very uh i don't know it's it's pretty at the end of the day this is one of the few physical evidences that we have from the zodiac is these letters um and this is what kind of has disqualified almost everyone yeah yeah is the handwriting um so it's just it's really and we'll get we'll get to DNA in just a second, and we'll definitely talk about that. Um, but like, I don't think Zodiac left a handprint in the Paul Stein murder. Um, that's the we, cab driver, right? That was yeah, that's the cab driver. Yep. Um, we'll talk about that in just a second. But yeah, I don't I don't think he left handprints uh, at the Paul at the Paul Stein murder. Um, and we have the DNA from. From the stamps, potentially. Mm-hmm. But if we follow the line of a certain suspect, we can't be positive that that's actually his DNA on those stamps. Um, so I don't know. It seems like this is like one of the few pieces of evidence that we actually have. And uh, if this is something that turns out isn't actually his own handwriting, then this could be, you know, we have no real evidence then, you know, is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that tracing theory is, 
like I wouldn't discredit it, but it is like one of those that would be very hard to prove. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Um, but like the like, you know, is like was is Zodiac that smart that like he? Not even smart. It's just like diabolical at that point. Like, right. it's 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 it's. Uh, well, I mean, it's just uh, paranoia at that point that you would go around, uh, like taking pictures of people's handwriting and then like using that to trace it on to to hide your own mask your own handwriting. Yeah. Um. One one yeah. thing that has kind of come to my mind while reading more about this case and then also having like listened and watched other serial killer documentaries and things like that, studying other ones, a lot of the other serial killers out there, they got lazy and that's what ended up, you know, leading to their capture. Mm -hmm. And so it makes me wonder if he did take those extra steps Mm -hmm. to, you know, cover, cover his tracks and that's why he right. never ended up getting the, caught. Yeah, the big thing is is <laughs> it's like uh, you know, is Zodiac an unreliable narrator? Um, you know, how much does he lie to us when we when we read the letters that he sends us? Um right. because the, the amount of physical evidence we have in this case is, you know, kind of surprisingly very little. Um we have a footprint, we have potential handprint potential uh potential dna uh as far as i know that's that's all i know about the all i know about the physical evidence we have mm-hmm. um can you think of anything that i may have missed chris when it comes to physical dna or physical evidence excuse me um uh, let's see we have yeah so yeah footprints but i mean that's another problem um that was yeah. just a shoe print. Like all they got from that was the shoe size, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the the shoe size. And, and there was an army, army and style military boot. boot but it was yeah. a military boot. Military yeah, boot. But, I mean that's there's a lot of military up in that area. Yeah, there's a lot of military. I mean, like, and also like, I mean, at some point you could probably just pick them up at a surplus store. Right. Yeah. Or definitely. or I mean, like maybe somebody pawned them. Maybe somebody you know sold them in a garage. So, I mean, like. I, I know, like, they, they want to, they, you know, the way that the Zodiac is presented, it's typically, like, that he was probably military um, because of the code, you know, the cipher, you know, the cipher. Yeah, they the, want him to be, like, a special ops type of. Yeah, so, like, yeah, like, there's, like, you know, the code breaking, there's the boot, there's the crew haircut, um, kind of, like, stocky build kind of a thing, and that all kind of lends itself to the military, but. You know, personally, I know, you know, a handful of people who are, you know, military wannabes, like they were never in the military, uh, but they go around kind of you know, trying to trying to present themselves as if they were. Yeah. Um, you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know a couple of people who are like that. Um, and that's definitely a thing that like people um, and, you know, like there's the other you know theory too that Zodiac was a cop or yeah. that like he wanted to be a cop but he never went for a reason he couldn't be one um and again i could definitely see that too of like zodiac like being like a law enforcement enthusiast but never being a law but never actually being in law enforcement Mm -hmm. um but definitely like like again presenting himself like that 
is something that I can definitely see because I've seen before in the past too. Yeah. Um, uh, with with that, you know, we can read a lot into the evidence and assume a lot, mm-hmm. um, but we can also read very little into the evidence and know nothing about Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but let's let's talk about the we we kind of got sidetracked, but let's talk about the Lake Berryessa uh, yes. murder for a second. Okay. Um, so that one, again, uh, the other pattern that emerges at this point, and I don't know where you fall on this, Chris, is that all of his murders are taking place near bodies of water. Yeah, yeah. Um, what like okay, let, let's talk about that. What do you make of that? Do you think that is? I mean, it's the third time in a row at this point. Is that intentional? Um, and w- I mean, why at this point? Why would you do that? That seems very weird and strange to me. Um, and he he doesn't ever dispose of the bodies in the water. Like you would think that maybe that would be a reason why he goes there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, assuming so, like the first two two you know murders or cases you know, Vallejo, you know, on the water in San Francisco mm-hmm. Bay. Um, a lot of military, especially Navy. Um, so maybe he's very comfortable, uh, you know, being it around water, mm-hmm. or at least knows a lot about it. Right. Um, or if he's military, maybe he was in the Navy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, Lake Berryessa. Lake which to me, it seems like Zodiac is kind of like a, you know, like if he's military, I, I think he's fake military personally. Um, <laughs> so I don't think he's actually military, but I think he presents himself like that. And I think he presents himself as like a survivalist, right? Of yeah. like, oh, here's what to do if, like, you know, like you, you uh, end up in the Sahara desert and you need to survive, like, you know, suck on this rock and that'll help you not get dehydrated. Like that's, that's kind of how I see Zodiac. Um, Like, and so I think almost like a doomsday prepper, not quite like that. I don't think he's a doomsday prepper. The 1960s version of the doomsday prepper. I think he, I think Zodiac wanted to, wanted to present himself as like a tough man. Right. Um, Yeah. And he, and the only way he could do that was like the only like manly inspirations that he had were like, like basically like John Wayne and like stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, like a man, a man's got to know how to shoot. A man's got to know how to get his own food. A man's got to know how to survive off the land. Mm -hmm. Um, excuse me. And I think psychologically, uh, Zodiac in his real world is like a small man uh, who has like, you know, who has had like a uneventful life, wasted potential kind of a thing. Um, And like, I think he finds like killing people like this anonymous nature of being the Zodiac. I think he finds that empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think like he like had no luck trying to be with women um, so I think that's why he kills women the most is because he, uh, you know, he's aggressive towards them because he feels like this is the only way he can, you know, be with a woman kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, if you compare it to other serial killers too, like 
a lot of their a lot of their killings were sexually motive motivated, mm-hmm. and he didn't seem to be sexually motivated I, so at least from what we know there, there there is a term and maybe you know it chris but it's like he he gets sexual thrills from killing yeah um mm-hmm. yeah I, and i think that's what it is so i don't think he actually needs to have sex like the yeah. killing is just as good as having sex is for him right um, yeah like getting your rocks off with a girl yeah it's better than getting your rocks off with exactly um mm-hmm. so i think this is all so like my total layman psychological evaluation of of the zodiac is like he is this guy who is probably overweight probably not the most good looking guy probably didn't have a very good time trying to be with women and you know just luck and dating in general um and because of that he feels less of a man um and so to do that he compensates by presenting himself as a cop or as being part of the military to try to impress people, but he's not impressing anyone. Um, and so then he gets frustrated and took it out on killing, killing people, killing lovers who he's jealous of. Um, but yeah, so I think with Lake Berryessa, I think uh, it seems like that's a place that Zodiac ventured, like had, had knowledge of. And that's, I think that's where he got his knowledge from is like, Oh yeah. Like I hike there because of the man. I, fish because i'm a man kind of a thing mm-hmm. um, yeah he spent definitely spent some time there for sure right um but at lake Berryessa, this was with uh where is this was cecilia shepherd and brian hartnell mm-hmm. and so they were just out my understanding is like they were friends quotation marks um they were like rekindling a past romance or something it weren't seems, they? it seems kind of like that yeah it seems like they weren't quite dating but it seems like they were a little more than friends i don't know i didn't know them i wasn't there um but, but we know who was there the zodiac ted cruz ted cruz, ted cruz was there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so they they kind of meet up because I guess it's the end of the semester and they're going to go different ways at some point. So they're kind of doing like a last hurrah kind of a thing. And they end up kind of doing a bunch of different stuff because they had no plan. Yeah. Um, and eventually they're like, well, we were going to go up to San Francisco, but it's kind of late now. Let's just go. Let's go to the lake. Uh, kind of a thing. Uh, and so they go to Lake Berryessa. Uh, they're at the lake. And just kind of chilling, hanging out. You know, I don't know what exactly they're doing. Uh, mm. If they're doing anything else. Mm. Um, but what's what's strange is I guess the area that they were in was kind of like a not like they weren't like on an island but like they were kind of like in the middle of the lake is my understanding yeah um, like peninsula or whatever. yeah kind of like a peninsula i guess is probably the word that i'm looking for um and so they're they're there like this peninsula 
and uh, Cecilia sees like a person in the background. Um, He's like, like going by of, a tree or something. Yeah, kind of like behind a tree. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And he, this guy steps behind the tree, steps back out, walks, and then he's just, he disappears. And I guess like over there at the time, there was like a ravine kind of a thing where the water would like where some of the water would go, but it was dried out at the time in the, like in the summer mm-hmm. and it was deep. Like, 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 I guess in the book they said it's like six feet deep. So he just is completely gone when he's walking down this ravine, but it takes him like right, right there to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes over and, the, and she notices this guy's coming. Oh, he's got a gun. And he's wearing this executioner type outfit. Uh which in in the movie, the, the David Fincher movie, it, it is creepy, um yeah. what he's wearing. Yeah, definitely. It's like um, medieval style executioner. Yeah. Um with the crosshairs on his on yeah, the face, with the crosshairs chest. sewn onto his chest. So this is this is something that he's like gone out of his way to make. Um, this this for me was the part where, or the moment where I I realized like this guy really is in it for the attention, right? You don't just go make a costume. And he's got like this, like bag over his head with like sunglasses over it. Like, yeah, like yeah, like clip-on sunglasses and something. Yeah, and yeah, it's just I like I pulled up a picture right now. I guess like you can buy a Zodiac Halloween costume, and I'm like, that's that's actually super creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. So, a question so, I have at this okay. point is. Yeah. Do you guys think that I know that the first or technically the second killing of uh, with Darlene, he may have known her, but do you think that he is stalking people or do you think he's just going to areas and that he knows like, like how we're talking about, he might be familiar with the, uh, the surrounding area by the lake. You think he's just going there because he knows he can get away, get away think, with it. I think it's, or that. do you think he's stalking those people? In particular, I think I think it's the first one. Okay, uh, so I maybe he was just like waiting around the last yeah, few I, days, waiting for someone to. I think I think he just, you know, like whatever the psyche is of him. I think he drove down there and kind of hung out at this area. Maybe I don't know. Maybe walked around, whatever. Yeah, and was like, nope, kind of too busy over here. Oh, there's a couple people over here, and he just kind of walked, and he's like, oh, oh, what's this? And a couple in love. Yeah, I think I think yeah, he had like knowledge of the area, right? And he knew like okay, like I can do this, and like I'm gonna be relatively secluded, yeah. And I can just pop right out. Up to this point, he definitely seems to have a type of person he wants to go after, but it doesn't seem like he's stalking people. It just seems like he's. Waiting around so for he, people. He he may have been stalking Darlene though, because yeah, 
Mike yeah, Majot, yeah. Mike Majot talks about how like there was a car following them and they lost the car. Um, and they thought it was like Darlene's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the Darlene one, like at, at this point right now, from what we've gone over, I think that's like the most personal murder that he's done. Yeah. yeah um, sure. But assuming so, yeah, that he knew her, right? Yeah. I, I think it's pretty clear that he knew her. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, I, that's my assumption at the very least, I will say. Right. Yeah. Um, now, what's interesting is I, I just said, like, no, I don't think he was stalking them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when all of this is done at Lake Berryessa, Zodiac will leave them, go to their car, and with a, like, Sharpie or whatever, like a marker, proceed to write on the door of their car. Um, so I don't know how he knew that there was their car. Right. You know? Um, so maybe maybe to a degree he was stalking them, but like short term stalking. Yeah. yeah, like a predator. Like he saw them get out of yeah. their car and then he followed them. Yeah, that that spot. might be that might be exactly it. That might be exactly rather it. than like you he know, might have yeah. Brian goes to work on this day. And yeah, he eats this for you know. He might have been lunch. like in the parking lot, like pretending like he was like grabbing his fishing stuff, and he's just like, oh, like potential target right there, like right. Yeah, I knew their I mean, car, and they might yeah. may have been one of the only cars around too. Yeah, it could have been that too. Yeah, it could have, yeah, definitely. Um, but at Lake Berryessa, he goes over there. He's got a gun pointed at them. Uh, I believe it's in 1911. He's got pointed right at them, um, and he's got on him a knife that I it's like 12 inches long. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so he he goes down and he talks about. And then this is the part where like, you know, I like I would love to like freaking you know what is this guy's like psychological profile kind of a thing like what's going on in his brain because he's talking about how he killed a guy down in Mexico, mm-hmm. which again Darlene Darlene says this guy that she knows was going to um, Tijuana all the time. Um. That he escaped from a prison in like Montana, yeah. Like you know, where you know, what what is that about? I have no idea. Um, yeah, and he's just know. telling this to them, right? Yeah, he's just he's kind of just giving this information out pretty freely. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. you know, Brian says that he didn't talk a whole lot. Like he had to like kind of ask him questions, but like he was giving this information out you know, pretty willingly and freely. So I don't know, you know, I don't know at this point, you know, what he, you know, is he lying at this point? Is he telling the truth? You know, is the, is he telling the truth? Is there a prison in Montana that had a prison, like prisoner escape? I don't know. I don't know. Is he creating like some kind of a character profile? Yeah. Just acting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is about. Um, you know, I, I I think it's got to be like a little bit of both. Like he's telling the truth and he's lying a little bit because, again, kind of going with the Darlene that Darlene said that this guy would go to Tijuana. This guy's saying he killed a person down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, man claimed he was a prison escapee from either Montana or Colorado and needed the money to, you know what, maybe, maybe it wasn't that he killed the guy in Mexico, but that he killed a guy and he's, he's fleeing to Mexico. Um. 
he then has Cecilia tie up Brian. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down and ties up Cecilia, tightens the knots on Brian. And at this point, you know, he's got he's got them hogtied. Um you know, it seems like he's done because he's he's trying to rob them. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. Because that's that's the way he presents himself is that he's robbing them. Like, give me your keys, give me your wallet. Give me your keys, give me your wallet. I'm gonna take your car and I'm going to Mexico. Um, and he kind of walks away for a second and then turns back around and then just starts stabbing them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like that one again. This one's super weird. Of like. You know, was he playing games with them? Was there, you know, what else was going on? Um, but this is where... Uh, yeah, did it start out as a robbery and then turn into a killing? Or was he planning it the whole time? That's things to yeah. ask. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, this one's weird because he... You know, he again, he presents himself as a robber. I don't know if he did that to, like, I don't know. I was going to say, like, put them, like, on, like, less alert. Like, but if somebody's mm-hmm. robbing me, I'm on high alert at that point, too. Right. Um, but, yeah, like it's a, weird. They're at gunpoint, too. Like, he's got a gun pointed at him. It, that, that alone. Yeah, because I, I almost feel like Brian is probably, like, the kind of man that, like, Zodiac wants to be. Yeah. Because the way Brian tells the story is, like, Brian's like, I was kind of annoyed, actually. Like, he's like, I like questioned if the gun was even real, if there were bullets in it. Um, he's like, Hey, like we complied, like just let us go. Like, right. Like, yeah. Like, like the balls on this guy, honestly, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but yeah, um, man. So Zodiac stabs Cecilia, like, well, like, you know, a dozen times or more. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, he stabs Brian. Um, and Brian gets stabbed quite a few times, too, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, Brian gets stabbed a few times, too. They don't die um, at this point. Zodiac leaves. Um, and at this point, we know he goes back up, writes on their, um, writes on their car. Um, he leaves his footprint behind at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are both still alive and conscious. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Cecilia ends up. I don't know. I mean, like I, at this point, I don't know how she does this because she's been stabbed. You know, I mean, who knows? A hundred times. You know, at that point, um, losing and they're both losing a lot of blood. Um, and she's able to untie Brian from his, um his knots um and brian uh, like with like you know losing blood fast ends up like walking and crawling like 300 yards and uh i guess at this point too there is like somebody like a, a father and a son on a boat and they hear these people crying for help screaming for help so they go back get a ranger and the ranger comes down and they see he finds Brian like crawling up this path trying to get help. Um, 
Lake Berryessa is super far away. It takes like the ambulance like an hour just to get there, an yeah. hour hour to bring them back. And at that point, Cecilia dies uh, from loss of blood. Um, and also, Zodiac gets in his car, drives away, calls the police again, saying there's a, been a double murder. Um, sorry. Uh, but so, like, Zodiac leaves thinking he killed both of these guys, um, like, right away, instantly, not realizing that they survived for quite a bit while. Mm-hmm. And Brian is actually alive, uh, survives, and uh, kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Then okay, then we get to the then we get to Sam, Chris, right? At this point. Um mm-hmm. do, would you like to uh go into detail about Sam for a second? Um about that whole thing that goes down. Yeah, the the uh cab driver, right, right? Uh is is the cab driver next? Does that happen before or, does that happen after before after the guy calls in? claiming to be Zodiac, and they're like, well, what can we call you? And he's like, oh, call me Sam. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Um, yeah, that's... Or if, you want, if you want to talk about Paul Stein, please go ahead, talk about Paul Stein. Okay, yeah, Paul Stein. Yeah. So, Paul Stein, um, cab driver in San Francisco. Um, from what I remember, he's late 20s, I believe. Um, married uh, I believe a kid on the way. Yes. Super um, and he is, he, he's the victim that kind of breaks the Zodiac's pattern. Right. It does break the Zodiac's pattern. Um, so anyway, he's a cab driver. He gets killed, um, in one of these really kind of upper class neighborhoods. In uh, San Francisco. In San Francisco. Um, possibly like, it looks like a robbery. Um, you have these, these kids from across the street where it happened, witnessed the whole thing. Uh, and they kind of get a decent look at Zodiac at this point where we get the really famous, uh, uh, sketch of him. Um, but this is where, you know, this is where San Francisco gets involved uh with right. uh, with inspector uh Tosky and and uh Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah. So is that this... the uh Mark Ruffalo character in the movie? Yep. So this cool. one breaks the pattern. For sure. And is the pattern you're referring to like the victim type? Yes, the the couples lover lane lovers lane um kind of out out of the city in Vallejo, Lake Berryessa, kind of these remote areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he kills he kills a man by himself, kills it in a very public city. Um and a you know technically it's away from the water at this point too. Yeah. Um yeah. so he yeah he definitely breaks all of his patterns, uh, established patterns at this point. Um and this one obviously it's it's it seems like it's the most random. Yeah. Uh of all the kills so far. 
Um, so he gets in the car, tells him to drive him to not, it's not Washington and Cherry because that's where he kills him at because he, yeah. he, he tells him to go somewhere and then tells him to move a block, like go down further another block. And that just, that ends up being Washington and Jerry. Yep. Um, and they're speculating that he did that because it wasn't, uh, probably wasn't people or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Probably somebody was out walking their dog or maybe somebody was driving home or something like that. Who knows? Right. Um, but yeah, again, this one is weird. And, you know, I've seen theories about like, you know, like this is like, like Zodiac was actually like a hitman, So he did like the other murders to like throw them off. But this was like the murder that he was contracted to kill kind of a thing. Right. Um, I've seen, you know, there's a lot of different theories about that because this one is just so different from the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, as Chris was saying, it looks like it's a robbery. What we know happens down the line is it wasn't actually a robbery because all of his money is still there and stuff like that. But Zodiac cuts off a piece of Paul Stein's bloodied shirt and uses that as a way to authenticate himself when he sends letters. Because mm-hmm. um, he'll send pieces of that shirt with the letter when he mails them off. Right. Um, this is where we believe. Uh, that we got the handprint from the Zodiac was uh, was in the car. Um, like they pulled his prints kind of a thing? Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There was also a bloodied glove there, um, but there there is literally no way of knowing if that was actually the Zodiac's glove. Yeah. Um, because that could have just been, you know, an earlier person in the taxi left it there. Could have been Zodiacs. Could have been, you know, who knows? And it did have the blood of Paul Stein on it, right? Paul Stein on it. Yeah. It did have Paul Stein's blood on it. But there, there again, there's but no his way. His blood was everywhere. Yeah. Um, Zodiac will then send a letter taking credit for this murder um obviously um and we know it's him because again he has that shirt mm-hmm. uh a false name shirt but what is kind of strange about this is gunshot bang uh there's but there's a party going on or not a party but there are kids living in the house on the corner right there who kind of just so happened to see the whole thing. Right. And they call the cops and the cops show up within like a two minutes, I guess, cause they were, they were already pretty close by. Um, and this is where San Francisco messes up right here. Uh, because San Francisco basically was, could have caught the Zodiac. Yeah. Um, they are, on their way there, they put out a call that said that you know the person's like, "Hey, this dude shot a cabbie driver, white man, looks to be in his thirties." You know, gives the description. At some point between then and the cops looking for the suspect, it gets changed from a white male to a black male, 
so the cops are driving by looking for a black male and they drive by a white male uh, who says, yeah, I saw a guy waving a gun. He went that way. And uh, Zodiac will confirm and it's that that was actually him. And wow. they, they had the opportunity right there. If they were looking for a white male, boom, there's a guy right there. Um, and then Zodiac will go down into this kind of park area, disappear, and will not be seen again. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that yeah that that that's probably like the most frustrating part about the story is how he was right there, um, and these cops these were these were just like. Ah. You know, I don't know these cops personally. I don't know anything about them, but these these were bad cops because <laughs> this guy would have been covered in blood, um, and they could not be bothered to be like, "Hey, buddy, uh, why don't you step over here?" They just look at him. Hey, did you see a guy drives away? Like this guy is the closest guy that you see, the first guy that you see, and you're not gonna stop and talk to him for two seconds. Right. Yep. Like, did you hear gunshots? Yeah. Like, what did this guy look like? Yeah, yeah. Like, even if, like, yeah, I saw a guy waving a gun. He ran that way. What did this guy look like? What was he wearing? I mean, like, can you come with us to <laughs> verify that it's the guy you saw? Yeah. I mean, granted, who knows? I mean, maybe if they did that, the Zodiac might have just opened fire on them. Who knows? Right. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe you know. Zodiac is like Michael Myers and just can't be killed when cops try to stop him. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's that's like to me. I still can't believe that. Um, because it's just like I just like it's like oh well, like maybe they didn't see the blood because it was dark because it was late at night. It's just like pull out a flashlight, dude. Just like hey, like uh. Like, what are you doing around? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't, I still can't get my head around that because it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, so at this point, Paul Stein is the last confirmed Zodiac victim. Right. We have, there's other victims and Zodiac claims he killed like 32 people. Yeah, uh, but none of that can be confirmed. Uh, and at this point, the police department presume that Zodiac is just a straight up liar. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's a liar, but I don't think he's really embellishing that record. Yeah, uh, I think I think this dude. Maybe not 32 or whatever, but I think this dude killed a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And they never noticed. Um, but yeah. Um, let's talk about... I know we're kind of all over the place. so like Editing this will be really fun. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the, uh, the ciphers and how they were cracked. And we'll talk about the 2020 cracking as well. And then... Uh, I want to talk about Sherry Joe Bates real quick after that, okay. and then some suspects, and then we'll call it from there. Okay. Uh, is that Let's cool with you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so kind of going back to the ciphers, um, the first cipher, how many characters is that one? 
That one was... Is that 480? 480. Maybe. Yeah, 480, and then there's the 340. Yep. Um, so the 480 code, that gets cracked. He's, he sends that in the mail, and that gets cracked by the weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, that one gets cracked pretty fast. Is that the couple that does that one? Mm-hmm. The newspaper? Yep. Um, and... That one is, he, he says, hey, if you solve this code, you're going to get my name. You'll find my name. Right. Uh, obviously, that doesn't end up being correct. That, or that's not true. Um, sorry, I'm trying to pull up the solution, but it keeps showing up with the other one that got cracked. Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a a solution if you want me to read that. Oh, absolutely, please. Okay, so this is uh the four hundred eight cipher. Okay, also called Z four hundred eight. All right. Um, it reads, "I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all." To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and all the, and then it kind of messes, he messes up there. Uh, I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop by collecting the slaves for my afterlife. And then there's a bunch of, uh, leftover letters after that yeah um and people have suggested that that's like an anagram um and you can try to move those letters around to get a name out of it um so this this is like so interesting for me at this point that zodiac claims that by killing people he's gonna have slaves yeah um I'm not familiar with like the occults like that, but I I have to imagine there is some type of cults, mi- like medieval cult. It seems like Zodiac was inspired by medieval stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just kind of like my personal view. Um, so I wonder if there's like this like medieval cult kind of thing that he fancied that was like, oh yeah, you can kill people and you uh, get slaves. <laughs> like almost like the Crusaders. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously right here, we get the most dangerous game reference right here. Um, mm-hmm. man is the most dangerous animal of all. Um, that's, that's a link to the most dangerous game. Um, where they, I mean, I think they essentially say that like verbatim is like, man is the most dangerous animal, uh, man is the most dangerous game kind of a thing. Um, yeah. yeah. And they point out in the movie, the Zodiac movie, it counts are off with the Z. Um, so that might have been an inspiration to him as well. Zodiac. Uh, Zodiac, Zaroff. Um you know, where where he got his name from, that's that's super interesting. Um I mean I think it has to be the Zodiac watch. Um Chris, as a person who now owns a Zodiac watch, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, because those are that's like the only place where the symbol and, and that name appear together. Um, and, you know, that, that watch even gives maybe possible other clues about 
who Zodiac is. Um, oh, you think watch. so? Yeah, the, the watch is very popular with scuba divers. Okay. Um, Mm. They're uh, they're made specifically for for diving mm. and like, very famous for being waterproof watches. Mm. Uh, so it you would usually see them with like someone who would go scuba diving, maybe a microbiologist or um, or or a navy person, navy person exactly, a navy, or, a navy sailor kind of a thing. Yeah, navy sailor, or even a, a shipwreck diver spends yeah. all the time like around water. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if uh, Lake Berryessa is a popular scuba destination. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, then we get so yeah, I don't know. And you're Chris as a I, I I've heard so many different things. So please excuse me if uh, if what I'm asking is truly stupid. Um, so I've heard that like psyche valuations, like, you know, like you see on like TV shows, like I heard that's just like complete bull. Um, (laughs) so I don't know if, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a, I've not studied psychology. Um, but what, like as a person who does study psych, who has studied psychology, um, and who, whose profession is that, uh, how do you, what do you think of this person's mental state? Um, I think you're like what you talked about earlier on, um, about, you know, him taking it out on women, he doesn't really have luck in that area of romantic life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty spot on in my opinion. Um, just from, from reading the letters, the references, and he seems very insecure mm-hmm. uh, and killing his the way that he uh, feels powerful. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, what, that, what you said earlier was very spot on. Um, in terms of military, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those guys who's just kind of pretending. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he studied ciphers you know as a hobby right yeah so um, i mean it definitely feels like that because this one was cracked pretty quickly yes very fast very fast um but then the next one is i think it's way more complicated than the first one is um and that one i mean it took forever to crack that one um, mm-hmm. although, I mean, it probably helps that he made a mistake. Yeah. Like doing it. So like that probably made it a lot harder to crack. Um, mm-hmm. now, so, so with the second one, the, the, the three forty, excuse me, uh, that one is so, I mean, for me, that one's so interesting in so many different ways. Um, when did he send that one? The three forty. Yeah. Let me see. October of 69. Was it after a particular uh, murder? Was it after the, it was after the Stein one? I think after the Stein one, it was after um, that. It was with the, it was with the, uh, the bus one, right? Or the, yeah, it was. Uh, Is that the one where he talks about uh, killing children? 
is it? Gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up right now. I know he talks about a gas chamber. Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, it's November 8th, 1969. The dripping okay. pen card. Yeah. Uh, this is so yeah, speaking. I thought you would need a good laugh before you hear the bad news. You won't get the news for a while yet. P.S. Could you print this new cipher in your front page? I get awfully lonely when I am ignored. So lonely I could just do my thing. And then we get the 340 cipher. Um, so the, the, the crazy thing about the 340 cipher... I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on here. Um, this mm-hmm. this for me is where Robert Graysmith loses a lot of his credibility. Yeah, uh, because he claims he solved it. Um, and his solution is largely nonsensical. Yeah, gibberish. Yeah. Uh, let me let me look that up real quick. Robert Graysmith, three forty solution. So like not only does he like claim that he solved it, uh, but he like says that like the FBI confirmed it and everything like that. Um, which the FBI is like, no, we definitely did not. And like <laughs> Grace since, says this. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then there are files that have been like revealed where it's like, nope, this is not not the solution. Um uh so like compared to the first one where it was like i like killing people it's better than getting your rocks off with the girl like it's a you know fairly coherent message yeah uh uh, robert graysmith's solution is herb kane i give them hell to blast these lies sleuth see a name below kill theirs film a pills game pardon me except blast bullshit here, full shell me, uh, killer. Please ask. Does not like gibberish. Uh, all clear. I'll take it. So stare. I eat a pill. Asshole. I plant. Mister Ah, fan like be all slaves because deal. Will stolen late tea spall. It's 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 nonsensical. It's not a message. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this is, like, that's, like, what he gets from his solution. And he, like, adds in letters and words to, like, try to get it to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so he his, like, final solution is Herb Cain. I give them hell to to dead. Hell is a clue. There some see a name below. A killer's game is pills parole me. Cops meet to talk to me. Such time the fools help me. Mad killer places a mask. Bullshit. Alone pleasured. I'd like to. Alone pleasured. I'd like to kill. Scared. I eat a pill. Asshole. I plan to home. I plan to harm. Phone ask. CB sells slaves because all collection either. Please to lie in hell. He's me. Toshi the pig leads me. Collects eighth. Uh, some male KT. So like even his like solution that he cherry picks his answer to like doesn't make sense right. um, and he goes around and in his book and in the, in the movie he's 
he claims he solved it. Um, and he claims that this was confirmed by the FBI and like the national cryptology association or something like that. Um, and no, it's, it's not, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, that's not the solution. Um, I'm not a cryptologist or anything like that, but I can just say that the method that he went around doing this is extremely flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, it's like a lot of cherry picking these answers. Um, and the cipher, there's like a weird thing where there are characters like repeating in like a like L shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find it. I'm looking at the cipher right now, and I'm like trying to find it. And like I know it exists, but even knowing it exists, it's like hard for me to find. Uh, yeah. Um, but the the weird thing is, I don't think people like notice for a long time, is like he like signs it at the bottom with zodiac. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like the zodiac symbol and then Z O uh, filled in triangle and A and I and a K like zodiac, um, which is so weird. Like, like obviously he did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, lots of people have been trying to solve the 344 a long time since. 1969 and it wasn't until 2020 that we finally mm-hmm. got a solution uh 2020 was a crazy year for so many different reasons um but one of them was definitely because somebody solved yeah the zodiac letter um so it took that long yeah the the way to break the code was so weird. Um, do you have like the cipher pulled up in front of you, Mitch? Um, I don't think so. Let me. Is it in the document? Uh, it might be, but if you just type in Zodiac three forty cipher, yeah, it's a complicated solution. Three forty cipher. Yeah. Let me know when you. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so you see how it starts with H E R. So the way that you do it is you take the first letter H, and that's your first letter. You go down one row, so you go to N, and then you move over two, so that plus sign is actually the second letter. Interesting. And then you do that again. You go down one over two, down one, over two, down one, over two. And like, that's how it, and then like you do that until you get to the end of like the, like that line that you're on and then you uh-huh. start back up and then you go from there. It's, it's pretty complicated. Um, But like, it also, like the way they did it, they broke the, they broke the, um, the code into three different sections. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, like, you have to do that. You have to break the code up into three sections. Um, I'm seeing some like graphs here that are showing the, like the pattern. 
Uh-huh. It's wild. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, in 2020, a group of, you know, I guess technically they're amateurs, but they're uh, cryptologists, mathematicians. Uh, uh-huh. David Orinchak, um, Sam Blake, and Jarl Van Ek. Yik, uh, I apologize if for some reason you are listening right now and I just completely butchered your name. Uh, I don't. I am not Swedish. I don't speak Swedish, so uh, I, I apologize. Um, but they they finally cracked it. I was, you know what? It's pretty close to a year ago they cracked it, right? Just about. Yeah, I think it was like November, right? Um, but yeah, they they translate or they not translated, but. Solved it, I'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the the solution is. I hope you were having lots of fun trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner. Because I now have enough slaves to work for me, where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. There is some opinions out there that it kind of gets a little weird right there that you need to swap out death right there where my new life is death or death is my new life yeah, and it will be an easy one. Um, it's believed that like, yeah, you kind of have to swap those around somewhere. Um, but yeah, that, so that one, I, I believe the FBI has confirmed that this is the solution. Um, yeah. Yep. And it makes a lot of sense. And this letter comes right after uh, somebody claiming to be Zodiac called in, calling himself Sam um, and saying that he didn't want to go to the gas chamber. Um, He kills because he gets headaches um, and he's been getting these headaches ever since he was a kid and he killed somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's, it's, uh, there, there's one more cipher that Zodiac sent that has not been cracked. And unfortunately, it will probably never be cracked um, because it's just too small of a, of a sample size to crack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of contrary to like what you think would be... like, um, Man, I can't think right now. Um, but like the more words that there are, it's easier to crack the code because you have more data to go off of. Yeah. And you have less, it's actually a lot harder. Um, and so the the last one he sent was like 13 characters, which was just my name is, and then symbol, 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 symbol. Um, hmm. And there's just really, there's no way to really crack that. 